There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome to the Dope Black Woman podcast, the podcast where we share stories of black excellence as part of our safe digital sisterhood. I'm Leanne Levos. I'm Rashan. You can call me Shan. I'm Livs. Today, we'll be discussing whether or not we need to get married. So welcome back, guys, to another episode of Dope Black Women. Woo! Woo! I don't know what I'm doing! I'm laughing because when you started, I was going to be like, welcome back! (laughs) It's only our second week back, guys. (laughs) So uh, this week on the podcast, we're talking about what can be one of the most magical and memorable days of your life. Or traumatic. Or traumatic. Disastrous. Or disastrous. (laughs) Or it might just never happen. (laughs) (laughs) What's that mean? Non-existent. We're talking about marriage um, and whether it's something that as women and as black women we feel is still relevant in 2020, whether it should be a hallmark of being a woman um, and if it's important or not. So there are lower rates of marriage for black women compared to other races. Um, and I was wondering, do you guys find this surprising? Do you find it relatable when you think about the black women you know in your lives? Um, I think it's very, it feels true. And it's funny because there's a lot of controversy about how true these statistics are because like any statistic, you can kind of um, twist it to fit whatever argument you're trying to prove, right? Mm. So I think the statistic initially was trying to say that actually black people do get married. So there was a statistic floating around on Instagram or Twitter, I think it was, where it said 80% of black men actually marry black women. But the truth of it is, is that only 30% of black men actually get married. So it's 30, 80% of that 30% of black men so that actually, actually get... It's actually It's actually a tiny percentage that of black men that get married and even less so that get married to black women. Right. And I, people keep arguing with me about this because they're like, oh, black men get married. It's a false narrative. But I can't get away from the fact that it feels true. And when I think about... All of my black male friends, they're all married, some of whom they're not married to black women. But I would say the vast majority of my black female friends are not married. And if, are, if they are married, they're not married happily. Does that make Ooh, sense? Yeah. yeah. I think of my own situation. There's like one side of my family where everyone's married and it's all black on black. Not that really matters, but they're all married. And then the other half where they're not really as much. But I think um, what's kind of interesting is what Leanne said about a lot of her black, the black men 
that she knows are married and the black women that aren't. And I think part of that's to do with the fact that men, for the most part, are in control when it comes to relationship. Mm. So, like, as a woman, if you want to marry a man, your women do do it, but you're unlikely to propose. Yeah. So if, if you're with a man who doesn't want to get married, you'll just settle and not do anything about it. And if you decide to split up with him, you might be too late and then and end up not getting married. Whereas the man, you're in control. You're in more. You've got more control, or there's a higher, poss- an increased possibility of you getting married because you're the one that's doing the asking. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah, I feel you. I mean, I don't know. Do you think that marriage is even important to the black community anymore? Is that like still a staple? Because I, I mean, growing up, for me, I had grown older parents and being married was really important. Mm. I mean, I had a cousin on my dad's side, so my dad's niece, who had a child out of wedlock, and my family didn't talk to her for, like, years. Really? Yeah, because we came from a very post-colonial, conservative, Christian background. And so for me growing up, even now, actually, and I I don't know if I can articulate why it's still important to me, but for me, getting married is still important. And it is part of... Partially, it's that whole idea of commitment and being exclusive and being happy and raising a child with somebody that you can depend on. Mm. But then part of it is still feeding into this kind of conservative narrative about Mm. that's just what we should be doing, you know? And it's funny because I'm liberal in so many other ways, but when it comes to the idea of marriage and kids, I do follow a very, like, conservative... Yeah, same. I I think I find it hard because even, even, like, last week, there was a tweet that I remember seeing saying... um, I think it was like E News. I'm so funny. I think I know it. <laughs> um, sorry, you got in front of you, don't you? Yeah, you're like I think it is. So even like last week, um, I think it was E News. They tweeted. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's E News. I'm reading it. <laughs> but they tweeted saying, um, almost after almost nine years together, Vanessa Hudgens and Austin Butler have officially oh, yeah. called it quits. Someone said, shit, no ring after nine years, I'll be out too. And when I saw that quote retweet, I thought to myself, I hear you, like, who's waiting nine years to not be married? But then I also feel like that's ridiculous because, I, I like, for example, my mum my and stepdad are married mm. and then my dad and stepmom aren't married. And I don't put the, the value of love of my mum and stepdad any higher than I do of my mum. Yeah. Of my dad and stepmom just because they're married. Do you get what I mean? I don't, I don't yeah. think it makes their relationship look more important to mm. me or feel more special. Like, it just doesn't. I think marriage comes... Like, originally, marriage is to do with religion. So I think if you're someone who's religious and your point of view is, like, bring your love to God and get whatever from God. Have it ordained by God. Have it God, ordained yeah. by God. In that, in, that, in that sense, I see... Like, I, there's actually a really important significance to it. But I feel like a lot of people don't get married to be married they get married to have a wedding mm. or like to say they're married and a lot of them get married to say they're married because of pressures of being married so like there's a lot of you see on black twitter a lot of especially people in the african community and also the asian actually that's not black twitter but also them too talking about how they have really big weddings and they actually don't want to have it they'd rather have a smaller one mm. but they have it because it would make their mum happy mm. but like when you actually deep it you probably didn't want to get you probably didn't really want to get married but it's going to make your mum happy or make your mum shut up from asking you every Christmas, well, where's the ring or when will you marry? Do you get what I mean? Yeah, I think that's something that comes out of being... Is it first generation? Yeah. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, which is our generation? And a lot of people I know that are African. It's like 
automatically assumed that you would get married. Like that isn't even mm. an option. That isn't even a conversation to be had. Um, and it's something I have thought about more recently because my boyfriend is Nigerian. And like, these are things I already knew, but when you're actually in a relationship, it kind of brings it to the forefront. So we're starting to have more honest conversations about getting married and when it would happen and all that kind of thing. Because like, so one thing traditionally in Nigerian culture, it's like you would get married first. And then before even considering like living together or having a baby or anything like that, because mm. it's like the idea that you wouldn't move in with a woman if that wasn't your wife. Mm. Whereas for me, I'm like... I'd rather That's start mad. getting on the property ladder. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> let's buy a house. Yeah. Let's buy a house. Like, let's even just let's live together yeah, first. For me, it's that. It's the let's live together. I need to know you. you. Imagine you're my man. And you're and... jarring. Like, you're first <laughs> in the morning. You don't brush your teeth. Like, do you, just imagine it. If you're... Obviously, you've been on a holiday with him, so this isn't directed to you and him, per yeah. se. But, like, just being with someone, actually living with them and being like, you're actually dirty... You actually don't wash every day. Your cleaning habits are disgusting. You take things out of the dishwasher and it has hard food on the plate and you still eat from it. Like, just imagine all of these fuckies that you only find out once you've got married. And there's a difference. I'm not mad. But here's the thing, right? Is that that is trying to fit the conception of marriage into a very individualistic lifestyle. I feel like somebody who's conservative... And it's like old school. Like if we're, if I was talking to my parents, for mm-hmm. example, because my parents came from very different cultures, very mm. different backgrounds. When you get married, and they never lived together before they married, they visited each other because they were living in different countries. But when they got married... Oh, yeah, they were pen pals. Yeah, they were pen pals, <laughs> exactly. They had to... You have to adjust. Like it's about no. it's about growing with. See, that's what I mean. No, this new age. I, I think that I think th- the difference is as well is that before there was more there was more stigma and pressure around um, not getting a divorce. So yeah, when you want to get married, you do have to adjust. You see me? I don't. I have to come. <laughs> but then you don't get things. married to, at all, right? But if you do say that you want to get married, the idea is that you marry somebody who doesn't necessarily, or in my opinion, doesn't necessarily like isn't doesn't tick all the boxes but somebody that you can grow with and compromise with somebody one of my friends that got married one of my male best friends said the day i knew that i wanted to marry her was when i loved her so much that even her stink smelled good Mm -mm, and he was he was using it as a metaphor but like no. he was like, even the worst bits of her mm. are okay because yeah, that of how much I okay. love her. That's a bit but different. Like, like, that's something that for him, he found able to manage. There's some things that aren't manageable. For sure. You have and to like, figure out what your deal breakers yeah, are. And like going back to what I said in a previous episode about chemistry versus compatibility. If I don't live with someone, we could be highly, we could have a really high level of chemistry. Does that even make sense? Our chemistry could be really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we move together. I'm actually, live together. We're actually incompatible. Incompatible. That's too late. You've wasted my time and my love. My husband could have actually been in the altar, been in the crowd when we're getting married. The crowd. And I'm, I'm now missed out because you, he's heard my vows to you that I was going to use to him. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's so like, crazy. My concerns with, like, my boyfriend is just the case of, like, I would like us to... I think I know him pretty well. And, like, I think I know what habits annoy me of his and vice versa. But, like, it's just that case of actually living with someone, actually spending seven days a week and working out how you fit into each other's schedule, how you're going to fit in having your own personal time and blah, blah, blah. But, like, we sat down and had a really good conversation about it Um, because he wants to do the traditional route. He wants to get Get married married first and then move in together. Would you get married and then your house is ready for once you're married? Yeah, Would you get married and then both of you live separately still? It's a possibility to do the first one. Like, it's a possibility to, like, this is my wife and we're moving in together, like, next week. 
Yeah. Yeah. But otherwise, it's, why am I married and living at my mum's house? Exactly. That's what, that was my concern. Like, literally, I'm a whole grown wife and I'm still like <laughs> under my mum and dad's roof. I can't tell them what time I'm coming in. Sorry. I've but, got what's um, up today. What? I'm married, bitch. <laughs> I know friends that literally have moved back in with their parents just so they can afford a wedding. Like, See, that's different though. They, did they live together with their partner before? No. But they were living separately, but they both collectively had to move in with their parents oh, I see. together in order to afford the wedding. And then they moved in together afterwards. But I feel like when they're living separately, they probably had like periods of time where someone would, someone would stay at someone else's house. Oh yeah, house for sure. A nights. decent period of time, yeah. I'm sure. But that is still fine. That's very different to, I'm living at my mum's house, you're living at your dad's house or whoever's house, and no one's ever had experience of living... Of us living together. Do you get what I mean? Like yeah. if, if my partner's got a house and we're dating and I'm staying there for a week, a week at a time and then leaving a week at a time, I'm still experiencing what it's like to be with them. Like I've got a friend here that I'm one of my closest friends ever. We went away for a weekend and we were meant to be going on holiday with each other. We cancelled that holiday when we came back. Oh, shit. Because we're not compatible in that yeah, environment. Right. This is one of my closest friends, like top, top three, like... There's nothing wrong with her friendship. I can't fault her in any way. We can't go on holiday. We lost our deposit together. because it was like this is not going to work. Did you like keep having arguments, or was it a case no, of just, just like just, you like different things, or it was just it's just not compatible. That is it. It just she's not going to be the wife. She's, it's just not going to work. And the good thing is that when we came back, we both thought the same thing. Yeah, it'd be awkward if one of you thought it. And the other one was like, "That holiday was great." She messaged me and I was thinking, "Thank God, I'll have to message you." <laughs> Yeah, long. Yeah. But like, so um, with Josh, I don't know if I've ever said his name on it. No, you haven't. Huh. I was just going to ask you, actually, do you feel that pressure? Because he has the traditional approach to wanting to get married. Like, are his parents like pushing both of you to do this in a certain way? Or um, his is there like parents, a back and forth? His parents are like, even though they're traditional, they're still very open minded. Mm. They're like, we prefer if you did this. But if you didn't, it wouldn't be, like, the end of the world. Okay, mm-hmm. that's good. And that's then, nice. like, um, with Josh, he kind of, like, flip-flops between... He was flip-flopping between between um, wanting to move in first versus wanting to get married first. And we had a really long chat, uh, a really good, like, healthy chat. He was saying, actually, I know now in my heart I prefer to get married first and do the traditional route. Mm. Mm. And my answer to him was, like, as long as this is something you know you want to do, not because you feel the pressure from your parents. Do you know what I mean? That would be... It's very different. Yeah, if that yeah. is very different, then, like, this is the decision you've made because it's what's best and it's what you want to do, it's what you believe in, versus I'm doing it because it's what my mum and dad want. Mm. And, like, so I'm happy. I'm happy. So, guys, there might be a wedding soon. <laughs> You know? I think that's a really healthy way to do things, though, is that making sure that both of you are on the same page. Because mm. I feel like so many people get married because, as you said, that's the thing that they think they should do without mm. actually discussing some of the details, like whether or not you want to change your name. That becomes a huge... I know so many couples that it's have... It's assumed, isn't it? It's just assumed that, of mm. course, you're going to change your name. Dead. I'm not changing it. Not I'll, even that, but I'll no, double I'll married, barely. I'll legally change. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, my yeah. name will still on Facebook be Rashad Roberts. It was still, like, mm. on my, 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 my legal thing, say, whatever, but... But I remember the day before my brother got married. I don't know if I should tell this story. I'm going to tell it anyway. The day before we, <laughs> he got married, we're all sitting at the table. His, well, we don't have any in-law, we don't have any family, but it's me and him, my sister, and then her family and her in-laws. And Chris was like, well, yeah, I mean, she has to change her name that's not an option. And she was like, but I like my name. Why can't I just at least double barrel it? And he was like, no, you can keep it or change it. The double barrel is not 
happening. They're having this conversation the day before. Literally the day before they got married. And I was like, have you guys not discussed this? And B, it really couldn't be that big a deal. But it still is. Even the last time when I went home for Christmas just now to Cayman Islands, it was still a topic of discussion because she hasn't changed her name yet. <laughs> but I know oh. so many people. So I think a lot it's really... Yeah. It depends. Like if you're, for example, if I was a life coach, a really successful life coach, and I've, and I've got a brand around my name, Rashan Roberts, and I'm now getting married, why am I changing my name? Mm. People right. know me for Rashan Roberts. The legacy. It's true. Um, <laughs> I can't the come be Rashan. No, that was gonna be mad. But Rashan, something else. You're about to say someone's last name. No, I wasn't. But I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't now be. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, crazy. Do you th- do you guys think that this whole like em- theme? And this is a very devil's advocate question. But do you feel like female empowerment and like our push towards independence has made us so individualistic that marriage seems obsolete and unimportant within the black community? Because I feel like there, obviously the stats are saying that black women get married less, right? Mm. Um, I think there's a stat to say that women over the age, like 45% of black women over the, over a certain age are less likely to get married than there are white counterparts. Mm. Mm. And I'm wondering if because we work so hard to establish ourselves as equal, as independent and be seen as like strong, you know, empowered women, whether that has an effect on how we interact with men and how we, whether or not we can see ourselves being not submissive, but equal partners or having somebody else i.e. a man take the lead in the relationship, no, et cetera, et cetera. Do you? I definitely agree with that. I think that even, like, I said this again in the episode, that I always take time out once a month or every so often just, like, look at myself and understand why I'm doing certain things. And I think for me, there was a part where it was, like, I felt like I was becoming too independent to like, be in a relationship, mm. that I was too comfortable being by myself. And when I was with my ex, that's something that he brought up and that's something that we had to go, go through together because, like, I'll go through stuff and not tell him because in my head it's like I'm I'm trying to do it by myself. Yeah. Or like they'll just like every everything was really like it was like I'm dating him or I'm with him but I'm still me. And I didn't understand that when you're with someone you're actually like a uni now. You're actually like a team. That was something that I really struggled to like to, to be able to depend on someone, right? It's so crazy. I think that with what you just said, I from my personal experience, I definitely relate to that, and it's something I'm always conscious of or aware of because I feel like even when it comes to dating. I will like I don't I don't have an issue with being submissive, or submitting to someone. Yeah. But it has to be the right. It has to be the right person. <laughs> it needs to be the right person, and for it to be the right yeah. person, I'm not gonna end up from the outset. So if I'm if I'm in, in dating mode, a guy could meet me and date me for three months and think this girl would never submit, um, be submissive, because in my head I'm letting him know like I'm setting a standard. I'm putting up this certain is what, walls of yeah. like this is the type of person that I am. Do you get what I mean? And then once once I've known once I know in my head, okay, this person is actually quote unquote Mr. Right, or this person is credible to be someone that I could talk to on that level, then I can start showing my submissiveness. And I don't think that's the best way to work. That's just what the approach that no, I naturally you ha- take. Vulnerability takes time, right? And I say this to my partners anytime I'm in a relationship as well. It's like I have no problem being um or compromising is probably a better word than sub submitting. Because submissive has its own <laughs> connotations <laughs> which could be sexual or whatever but anyway I mean so, <laughs> <sexual>. <laughs> but I don't have a problem compromising as long as the person commands a certain level of respect quite naturally but I always say to people like I'm such a uh, this is 
to take my own horn. But I feel like I'm such a boss and I'm such a, in, an independent person <laughs> in my professional life that actually when I'm in a relationship, I always say I really want somebody else to take control because mm-hmm. I'm tired of just like having to make the decisions and having to be the go-getter. I want somebody to somebody else to take the initiative. Mm. But I feel like sometimes when I'm actually in a relationship, I don't know how to actually do that. Like it takes practice. And well, to let someone else do it. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's true of most... When you look at black communities, there's another stat that says, like, 20% of households are female-led. My mom, personally, was the breadwinner in my household as Pick well. Pick up my mom, too. Let them know. Yeah, Shan. My, uh, I think in Jamaica, the stat is actually 45% or even more. It might actually, be 51%. This is actually mad. That's what I'm saying. 51%, I, I believe it's 51% of Jamaican households are run by single mothers. They might have common law relationships or whatever. But I think women have just, it's become part of our natural makeup now to, to do everything. And then where does that leave space for men to come into our lives? And what role do they play? And it's not to say that there isn't a space, but I think we're redefining what role it is that they play. And whereas I think men are used to being the dominant, now it's like, how do we find equality within this relationship? And how do we find the equal compromise? And I don't really know if we've caught up with that idea ourselves. Yeah, I think that... It's like, it's weird because like the definition of of um, marriage story and what it actually stands for has changed so much. Um, mm. Did you end up watching that Netflix documentary on um, monogamy? Yes, I did. I oh watched it this I'm weekend. I'm like a fucking, um, <laughs> what's it called? Like a plugger for this show. But, um, Explain. No, but literally it's so good. Um, yeah, so no, in, this, in this episode about monogamy, they do talk about marriage. They do. Marriage comes up. And like, yeah, of course there is like, the um, religious aspect to it, but also historically there's like the financial aspect of it. Mm. And it's like back in the 18th century or 17th century, I don't know, I'm just making this up, 15th, <laughs> in dead times day. But like getting married was literally like a trade-off mm. and it was literally like your father giving you away to another man mm. as property. Mm. Yeah, and like I mean, even now people pay dowries as well, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, like, but um, even like bride prices and like Nigerian weddings. Yeah, and like um, I don't mind my man in Nigerian for. I want a coin. But like, so this whole aspect of um, you know, as you said with your brother, like taking names or whatever, I think it still has a lot of um, historical negative or like even just complex, you know, connotations to it. I think we're still like working out what we want and what we like Mm. and I think it's especially hard as a woman and like as a feminist to be like if I like this thing does this make me a quote-unquote bad feminist do you know what I mean yeah because like I think I'm quite happy to take my partner's name I think I'm quite happy for like my father to walk me down the aisle but like when you actually deep what these things are and the historical context of them, you're a bit like, oh, wow. but It's like, so anti-feminist, it's so, right? Mm-hmm. And even just anti-women. Yeah. Like, it's really, it, yeah, it's it's quite complicated to get your head around. Um, yeah, that's kind of, I don't know where I was going with that point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's that's one thing, but I also think there is this, I d- and I don't know, again, this feels true, and I don't know if it's statistically true, but I feel like there is just, I mean, most countries have, a racial distinction between men and women, right? Mm. There are more women in most countries than there are men. Mm. Women often outnumber men. Mm. And in that space, within that, then we talk about things like uh, the fact that 
most women are bossing us up in life. You know, mm. most women have uh, higher levels of education. Most women have, uh, you know, are in positions of like senior management, et cetera, et cetera. I think there's a stat in Jamaica that says or 70% of middle management jobs are taken up by women. Um, at university, I think the statistic is something like 85% or 90% of the university population is women. Right. And then when you compare that with incarceration rates, with unemployment rates, not even specific to the black male community, but just the male community generally, then there is a lack of eligibility. And it's like, then do you become or compatibility? Let me put it that way, not eligibility, but compatibility. And it's like, do you date somebody that's not on your level? No. (laughs) Go ahead, Sharon. But no, you don't. I'll never sell, man. But I think some women do. You see when, you have, you, see when but, you have self-love, yeah? I'm sorry, because self-love is so cliche. I think some women just dash it out. Self-love, self-love, self-love. <laughs> and I'm not doing that because I actually have self-love. I didn't always have it when I thought I did. But you see when you really have self-love and you love spending time by yourself, like me, and you love like, and, or like when you crave peace, no one's allowed to disturb that peace. So when you meet someone who doesn't give you that peace and match that, they won't be allowed to be in that environment. Yeah, but what's giving you that peace? Is that person, does that person love you? Let's say the person loves you to the ground. Okay, like, we're doing scenarios. Okay, my leg. Yeah, let's say <laughs> babes love you, you know. We love you. Yeah. Role play. Ready to marry you. Okay. Boy, not a job right now, you know, but Sorry? working on a thing, like a side hustle going on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you willing to date somebody who loves you and I'm genuinely dead. is faith? No, get married to. Loves you. Oh, genuinely is ready to settle down, committed, and they're ambitious, but they oh. might not be in a position where they are financially capable. Like, for instance, lives if Josh, for instance, yeah, wants to get married, but he don't have no money to buy a house right now. And he won't together, for though. quite some time. They're ready together, so that's too late. No, they're together. No, that's what I mean. Like, you're together, you guys are dating. Mm. He's like, babes, I want to marry you. But Jano, right now, the host thing looking kind of... <laughs> That's fine though. Kind of weak. No, because you're ready together. Yeah, but the thing is, like, if if, like, and we've joked about it before. He's like, "What would you do if I proposed to you now?" And I'd be like, "I said no." I would say no, and he's like, "Yeah, no," because neither of us are ready. Ready to get married or financially? No, no. Wasn't that the same thing? No, because like financially, um, for me, financially is like I don't have the money right now to pay for a wedding. But it's ready to get married is to do with, like, you and that partner. I can be ready to marry someone and spend the rest of my life with them but not have the money to have a big wedding. And yeah. a big wedding is what okay, I both desire. Then. Both then. You, Emotion- get married, you can get married in a registry office. Both but then. some people won't get married until... Like, we both are in a position where we know we're not ready. And we know it's something we want in the future, but we're not ready. So I think if he was to propose me now, and I think this speaks to, like, some couples, it's like, if you propose... You know, sometimes, you know, sometimes people post uh, proposals... On like Twitter, when the girl walks away, when the girl walks away. You don't know your gal. You don't know her. <laughs> if you can propose to your girl, and she says no. You don't know her. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like you both have to be in the right mindset to be like, this is the time to get married. And I know that me and him are not there right now. Mm. But like the fact that but we're going, able to have those honest conversations, I think, makes us stronger as a couple. Yeah. Going back to your point, though, if that was a real scenario, if I already read the person. That's that's absolutely fine. Cause I like, I don't settle to get it. So like at the point where this conversations come up, I already know I'm not settling for this person. He's just in a phase where he hasn't got a job. Do you understand what I mean? Here's the thing, and I think we'll we will touch on this in later episodes. But just to briefly point it out, like obviously I'm a little bit older than you guys. 
Don't worry, it doesn't feel like it. Um, but at well, this age... mature because we're mature. <laughs> I mean... Somewhere in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> but at this age, I, don't, I, I wouldn't have a problem with marrying somebody who is ambitious and working on their craft mm. or whatever it is, especially if you're dating somebody, for instance, in the creative industry. But if I... Like, I've gone out on dates where I go on a, on a date and the guy's like, yeah, so I'm studying to be a personal trainer right now. Sorry? Um, it's way too late to be doing that. Exactly. Also, <laughs> you can't be close to 40 and trying to become also, a personal trainer right now. The Macho Group Protocols. It's not even real. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, sir. We don't want that. <laughs> Level two. <laughs> we don't want that. <laughs> We don't want that. This is a doctor. <laughs> Doctors don't PhD settle. Over here. But here's the thing: I would date somebody who's not academically inclined. You I don't. Somebody's have... doing a voucher course. But somebody. <laughs> Wait, who is booking? Be a PT. Who's <laughs> booking a personal trainer who's forty. Let, let's just leave that for a second. Unless yeah. you plan. I saw this guy. He looks great. He's forty. He must have loads of experience. No, he has a voucher voucher to his name. That's it. Big up the man them that trying to make it in life right now to become a personal trainer. No, no, there's time and place. Do something else, man. Be a life coach. You got so much life experience on you. Do that, like. No, if you're trying to be the owner of a gym, I can get behind that. That's not a PT though. But that's not a PT. That's That's what I mean. It's like the levels of ambition. No, no, what you want from life? He lacks sense. (laughs) He's doing business course from Voucher, and that's all right. Not much wrong with Voucher, by the way. I actually think their courses are sick. Have you? If you want to sponsor us, go right ahead. Um, have you guys seen Think Like a Man? Yeah, yeah, of course. So you know, what's his name? The one with the beautiful Oh, eyes. Michael Ely. My baby. And he's oh. like, at the beginning, such a dreamer. Because he's like, I want to be this. I want to be that. I want to be this. I want to be that. That would irritate me. That would irritate yeah, me. Yeah, if I can't see the initiative behind and the work ethic behind your dream, then we can't... That, to me, would be settling. It's because... No, 100%. Yeah, you know what I mean? But I think a lot of women do. You see a lot of, like, grown boss women dating somewhat less man and I'm just like how did we get here and it's because they feel like they don't have any more options especially they're on a timer as well yeah and they're on a timer like men which men don't have right mm. but even like I was dating this guy and um when we when we first started talking he had said that his job was gonna end yeah okay yeah, yeah. Back- oh you remember you told me this yeah, yeah yeah but he had been applying for jobs whilst we had been talking going to interviews whilst he has been talking and there was a day that we was on and he was like oh I'm not looking forward to Friday and I'm like why and he's like oh because um, that's when my job ends and I'm like okay and he's like you're not going to want to date a broke guy and I looked at him like you're a fucking idiot <laughs> this is not you being broke the, the industry that you're in has contracts that end they're fixed time contracts yeah. they're not like permanent roles that other industries are this is going to happen at some point. If I'm not going to deal with it now, and then when am I going to deal with it? And the thing is, I tried to explain to him, like, from when I first met you, you, you was actively making a decision, like, a month before your job was going to end, or two months before, to, like, have interviews, to apply for jobs. So how can I now, like, negate that from every experience? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the ambition, you've displayed it. Without us having this conversation, you've displayed it. It's not like your job's ended, and now I'm like, you need to apply for jobs, you know? And you're like, yeah, I know, babe, let me go low, like, <laughs> You've been doing that off your own back. <laughs> No, but, no, honestly, because there it is. Tony Tone tweeted, yeah, and she was like, ambition is so attractive. I like a person with big dreams who puts in the work to reach them. And I can't retweet that more than once. Exactly. Because that is, like, I love it. It's so sexy. Yeah, you don't have to be ready made. Yeah, I really want to do this. And you see him actively doing it, baby. So sexy. Can't get enough of ambition and work ethic. It's true. 100%. 
I used to date a guy and he used to stay up so late. Like, and we, and actually it motivated me to stay up late as well, mm. you know? And this story might be a little bit salacious, but we would we would be up late. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I look at you like, do you know what it means? Ah. You look to me like, do you know what it means? Does it mean sexy? Uh, it means... Uh, R-rated. Yeah. Like promiscuous? No, not promiscuous, but you, this it will emerge from the story. Okay. Vulgar. So used, <laughs> vulgar. That's a good question. That's a good question. That's how we use simple terms. <laughs> but we used to stay up super late. That's like I, PhD. <laughs> she comes out with these words. We're like... <laughs> He would stay up late writing. I would stay up late doing my thesis, and we and it motivated me to stay up because I'm not a late nighter by any mm. chance, but or by any stretch of the imagination. And sometimes I'd fall asleep, and he'd be up, and I'd, I'd wake up, and he'd be coming to bed, and I'd be like, "Damn, it's five a.m. and you're just coming to bed now. Let me just give you some good sex." <laughs> And no matter Be how like a man who works hard. <laughs> it's true. No matter how late, no matter how tired you can be, that kind of stuff turns me on. You know? yeah, it's man. good motivation. This is the Dope Black Women Podcast. But yeah, I still think the marriage thing is tricky. And I don't I don't know. Do you guys feel like as independent women that you don't want to get married? Or do you want to get married? Do you want to have kids? Do you want to have the picket fence with the 2.5 children and all 2. that kind 5. of stuff? You know what's mad, yeah? It's the like nuclear when you, family. When you were asking those questions, I was like, don't know, don't know, don't know. Then you got to the picket fence and I was like, yeah. Like, in my head, by myself, it's still fine. Okay, you so you just want... that I want for myself success, financial stability, financial independence, to travel the world. If someone's there with me, that's a bonus. But do you envision somebody there with you? I mean, I'm learning to because I, like, okay. I feel like I've got a lot of men around me, like, as in, like, guy friends that are genuinely, like, my boys that have my back. When I talk to them about guys, sometimes they're like, Shan... You're being really negative or shine, like you're really like you always put yourself down when it comes to men. I don't feel like I am. Mm. I feel like I'm being realistic to the type of men that I've encountered so far <laughs> in my life. But like they they they've all encouraged me to like stop visioning myself like by myself and to start visioning myself with a partner. Mm. So now I'm like trying to imagine that. But at the same time, it's like I mean, I'm young now, so it's easy for me to say that I wouldn't be upset if I was 35 or, like, 65 or, like, 105 <laughs> and just single and just travelling the world. Because in hindsight, I'd imagine actually being quite upset, like, going to weddings by myself. It'll be, like, the 18th wedding, and I'm, like, <laughs> do, do, just do. on my ones. I even got two weddings next year, yeah, and I'm, like, both of them said, do you want to bring a plus one? And I was, like, yeah, and I was, like, who's that? <laughs> like, I Sometimes the best place to find a man is at a wedding, you know? I know, but even, like, ask being offered a plus one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I st- even though I don't need to, I don't necessarily, it's not a pressure for me to necessarily have one. I still said yes. <laughs> but like, I really don't have one. And it made me think like, raw, like, I don't have a plus one still. And uh, my friends are coming with plus ones and that. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit, <laughs> it's a bit wild. So it's, I think with that question, I, I don't know where I fit. I haven't mm. really decided it yet. Because mm. I feel like marriage is, I feel like going back to that tweet, like right now it's, e- it's easy for me to say I don't want to get married. But if I was with, if I was with someone for like 15 years or a really long time, I would be like, Maybe it's time. A bit of a side eye. Like, why, why aren't we getting married? But then it depends on the person. You have those conversations early on, not like the day before. Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> some people, I feel like if I, was, if I met someone and from the outset they said they didn't want to get married and I still chose to be with them, then you it wouldn't... You can't be surprised then. Then it wouldn't be a problem. True. So I think for some people, they have their own trauma about why they don't want to get married. And I think when you put that into play, to me, that's, that's cool. I feel like you'd be a really good mom though. Because you, you're already a mom to your kids. My to kids, your kids. Yeah. That's <laughs> your kids. <laughs> I mean, your siblings. <laughs> no, but 
People think you're they're my children. Your kids. <laughs> so on my Snapchat, people, I, so people that I don't like that aren't my remotely close friends, yeah, yeah, yeah. really believe that's my, uh, my, my sister's my child. No, I was on the phone with her the other day and she was like, let me just get these kids ready. And she's talking <laughs> to them. And it was really cute, actually, because I think your sister didn't want to wear something. Yeah, I think so. And she tricked her into wearing it, but in a very cool way. She was like, oh, but I think that looks cute. Like, da 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 and then she was like, oh, okay, I'm going to wear it. And I was like, look at Shan being mummy. It was so cute. Do you know what? The only reason why I wouldn't want to be a mum, and this sounds so childish. I need to grow up. It <laughs> sounds childish. I watched this video the other day of a woman giving birth. Oh, I don't I watch those. fucking sick. And then I saw another video of a woman having cesarean, and I felt sick. <laughs> and that's the only part that I'm not ready for. Like, if I could, like, get pregnant or do that thing, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do this. Personally, for me, this isn't what I w- want to do. But you know when you, like, put it in someone else? Surrogacy. Right, right. That would help me with my fear. <laughs> but if I want to have a child, I'd want to do it my own way, if that was possible. Mm. That makes sense? I feel like you'd get over it. Just it's a bit like, mad. Have yeah, seen the video? I have, yeah. But it's like, what? I'm at most, like, a day of pain, you know? Oh, for, their, for, their, for their little life. Well, some people are in labour for like three days, dog. That's a whole nother episode. Oh, let's not, let's not. Dude, going to come out. We're like, oh, it's embarrassing. What a shame. Like, split. <laughs> oh, my God. No. But, um, Leanne, what about you? Do you want to get married? Um, I do. Um, as much as I express my toxic... Can I be your best man? ...femininity. Of course you can. <laughs> um, as much as I express my suit. toxic femininity, I feel like I do adhere to very, like conservative values in a lot of ways so when i'm in a relationship like a proper relationship that i'm actually committed to i like to take care of the person like i like to cook i like to take no, care no. of them i like to make sure that the laundry's done Aww. um From i take instagram, my man out on though. dates like From her instagram yeah because she's like always cooking for loads of her friends oh yeah okay. i like taking care yeah, of yeah, people yeah, like it's she's part of yeah. she's doing cooked for us Anyway, that's different. Uh, first of all, I ask people for it's dates and all. No. Yeah, she's like, I'm <laughs> not free until York. March. Okay. No, I could do February. You was the one that moved it to March. But anyway, back to the program. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I do want to get married Some and I drama. definitely want to have kids. However, I think I, interestingly enough, want to have one child and I'm really gung-ho still about adopting a second kid. Just because I feel like adoption is so important and I think, and I'm sure we'll have another episode about this, but I think mm. there are so many kids that need a home and mm. I'm so scared to to, <laughs> to have children naturally mm. like you are. Mm. I'm like, let me just have one and then I'll have another one. But actually a lot of men I've found are opposed to that or like, What's I want to make adoption? sure I have my son first yeah. and then we can adopt a kid. The thing is, the, the, the adoption thing is such a beautiful thing. And like growing up, I watched Tracy Beaker, yeah? And I really fell in love with her character. <laughs> no, honestly. And I, and because I watched that program so much, it's like I have to adopt or foster. And I also, like, have... Like, with my family, we've I've got cousins that... If you want to be technical, they're my foster cousins or adoptive cousins. But to me, they're just my cousins. But I watched a video today of... um, So it's on JD Sports channel on YouTube. It's Chucky Online interviewing the girl from Top Boy. Have you seen Top Boy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, she talks about how the, the role that her foster parent played in changing her life. And if you watch that video, it just shows the power of, like, that that support system and that yeah. experience that some people don't have. And that girl could have really gone off the rails. Her name's, like, Jasmine. She could have gone off the rails and not had the success that she's creating and going to continue to have had she not had that foster mom. 
Yeah, there's a book that's out, or it came out last year called Safe, and it's about the British black experience. And oh, it's yeah. A, yeah. Oh, Derek, yeah. Let me see one. Derek Ousser wrote yeah. it. But, but it's a series of different authors that have contributed to the same book. So J.J. Bola, Derek Ousser, um, Yomi Shode, and all of, not all of them, but there are quite a few essays in there about being raised by foster parents. Mm. And the positive impact that that has had on them mm. and the fact that, you know, it's, it took them out of a certain space and what enabled them to see different things and experience different things and develop real connections with their, with their foster moms where they couldn't do it with their real mm. moms for one reason or another. And I just think it's such a powerful thing to be able to love somebody unconditionally that actually isn't yours. Mm. You can do it as a single parent, by the way. You can do it as a single parent. And a lot of women do, actually. Mm. A lot of older women, I don't know if this is a black thing or a white thing, but a lot of older women do adopt kids or do fostering mm. once they're older because they, either because their kids have left or because they never had kids and they always wanted them. Mm. And I, yeah, I think it's a really powerful thing. But yeah. So in terms of like actually getting to the marriage, like in terms of being proposed to, is that something that you guys daydream about? It's not going to lie, I have. Of. You're scared of it. Really? I'm, I'm <laughs> I'll say no by accident. So what, mad? what do you think of like public proposals? Is <laughs> yeah, that like your worst nightmare? Not doing it. <laughs> so first of all, look at my nails right now. If my nails are like this on the day, the person's not for me. They're going to get a no based on that. This is a joke. <laughs> so I need to be prepared. I need to be prepped. Um, so you wouldn't want a surprise? This is the thing. Is that I would. But you want to be under prepared for the surprise. <laughs> but I need to be under... I, do you know what I mean? Like, I like the idea of it. But I don't think I'm going to like the reality of it. Right. So in a dream world, a surprise is what I would want. Right. Like, you know, you see these fanciful things. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Let me tell you one of my favourite ones. I watch a lot of proposals online. <laughs> hey, people go in. People there was one, in. but this guy did a photo shoot with his girlfriend. Have you seen that one? He did a photo shoot with his girlfriend, yeah? So they, put, they dressed up as husband and wife for the photo shoot of a husband and wife oh, photo shoot. Oh, so cute. And then, like, there's someone directing the shoot. Are you getting this? Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So the person is directing the, guy, the wife to face left. And oh. then the guy bends down and gets on one knee and then the woman's like, no, nah, turn right. And then she turns around and the husband's there like, and then she's just staring thinking it's part of the picture. And then oh he's like, oh my gosh. And she's like, oh my God. Like, that's so beautiful. Something like that, you know? Mm. Did you see the Sleeping Beauty one? No. Oh, the car when they rented yeah. out the cinema. Is it Sleeping yeah. Beauty? Or am I just be making it up? Yeah, I think it's his Sleeping Beauty. Bro, he went in. He it went cute. in. So it's like literally, he hired out the whole theater, he hired out the whole cinema, yeah, and he put on an animation, and it was like um, Sleeping Beauty, but he like edited it. Was so he put in the cinema? It was all the friends and family were in the cinema, but she didn't know that until the lights came on. Are you fucking dumb? And he, <laughs> that is so. And he edited the film so that it was like it basically said, "Will you marry me?" And like my heart's beating because he was like an, he was an animator. He this was is like sick. a design. This is what I need. And then the lights went on, and all her friends and family were like, "Woo!" No, I can't be emotional. <laughs> that's what I need. That's lit. Are you mad? That's lit. It and it's See, very personal. That's that's one where. I could deal with it. Being I can deal you could deal with, with the public, public nature of it, yeah. I quite like the idea of being proposed to on holiday. Because I know I've got That's my hair cute. Yeah. I know I've got good. my nails I know deep. my weight is on point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking cute. I don't really like the idea of like a crowd or anything like that. I want it to be an intimate moment between me and you. Mm. Yeah. And I have this idea of like we're in a beautiful country and there's a sunset. You know, there's a yeah, there needs to be a, there needs to be a view. <laughs> there needs to be a view I in can't it. see Croydon, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I can't the, be seen just the like... The said, oh, no, the end. <laughs> just yeah. in the background. I need a nice A pigeon view. just flying by. <laughs> gunshot in the background. <laughs> Don't even about Croydon, please. My girl said a gunshot. What's your um, idea, ideal one? So actually, someone else I was dating... Um, 
who was, I guess they were trying to gauge whether or not they should. First of all, let me say that I have been proposed to already. I was engaged before. I don't really? know if I ever told you guys. Wait. This. Can we tell the story afterwards? Come back, come back. Yeah. But no, there is no story behind it. It was a shitty proposal. Oh. Like maybe a month after the guy proposed to me and I still have the ring. Buy for the food for our banquet. <laughs> um, I found out that he had cheated on me, so oh. that ended the proposal. And it was literally right before I gave my mom a kidney. So I was like, two weeks before I was going into the hospital, I found out that he had cheated on me. I hadn't even gotten a chance to tell anybody. Like some of my girlfriends are gonna hear this for the first time and be like, "What you were proposed to?" Yeah. So because it's something that I don't tell anybody because it ended so quickly. I didn't mm. even get a chance to tell my. I think I told my sister, but I didn't tell my parents. Anyway. Mm. Fast forward, I was dating this guy recently and he was like, you know, if you were to get, if we're, would you get married? I was like, would would you get married to me? Like, could you see myself, oh. you know, I was like, yeah, we could, I could see myself getting married to you. Like, I like this intention. In the ideal. And he was like, you know how I'd propose to you? And I said, tell me. And so I grew up in Jamaica in this, in the same house my entire life. Mm-hmm. And after my parents passed, um, it was a big deal and the house was split equally between my, myself and my siblings. Is and, it a big house? Yeah, it's like a four-bedroom house. So what do you mean split equally? Oh, you oh yeah, like ownership? The, yeah, the ownership oh, was okay, split between okay. the three of us. Like our parents had left it be- to the three of us. And I didn't want to do this, but the decision or the consensus was that we we're going to sell the house. So we had to sell our family home. And he was like, I, I, th- I don't know if he said he dreamt, but he said, I would go and speak to the new owners, tell them that I want to propose to you in this house and have them set up a whole thing and get a small group of your friends and family together and just propose in the back garden. And I was like, oh, my God. See those sort of things there, yeah? You can't breathe, you know? <laughs> Good, that bogey crash. Exactly. <laughs> that's too beautiful. Can you imagine if somebody did that for that's you? That's a it's different like, level of sentimental. That's a different level of, like, I love you. And, and also, like, they've, really, I, they've really listened to you. And exactly. they understand what's important to you. Do you exactly. Because, like, some people, I think, with proposals, they do these great lavish amazing things but it's for them yeah exactly or it's like, for the gram let's be honest it's for them it's for it's for them to be told you done good son yeah. you did you did good whatever exactly or like you've whatever but you see stuff like that that's not about him that's such a selfless act it is that is about you that what a beautiful. king yeah what i mean black, like we, give me a round of applause black king. <laughs> we say a king but like, like you guys aren't Olivia, together clap, no Olivia, well okay uh, <laughs> I want to know why. Yeah, uh, distance, up. distance, distance. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Didn't oh, yeah, work out because of distance. Yeah. <laughs> no, because no, good guy. There's like oh, he... legit nothing wrong I mean, with him. He sounds good. Okay. He's a great guy. <laughs> but you never know, yeah. really. I don't know that you guys are Yeah, didn't you? You make it me hot. You make it me hot. No, it's so true. It's actually so true. Yeah. I also do feel like there is an uh, aspect of like social media that comes into all of this. When you see people on Instagram flaunting either the proposal or the ring, the ring, like it's very materialistic now. And I think you know that is a shame because then we're drifting further and further about what marriage should actually be about. Like on one hand, some people see it as like a life goal, but other people see it as like. Have you done this for you two or have you done it for everyone else? Yeah. You know what I mean? So when I see those really lavish ones or like a helicopter comes out of nowhere and they're on top of like a building and all this crap. I wouldn't mind a helicopter. And, like, listening. <laughs> listening. and then it gets like, you know, millions of views wherever they end up going on Good Morning, whatever. Like, that's why I'm kind of like, mm, how much love actually went into this? Yeah, but they might actually have a lot of money. 
And to them, the helicopter doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it's just disposable income. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you've got a lot of money, that's Maybe he's still paying back for it now. You know I, mean? I was going to say earlier, yeah, when we were talking about the marriage thing and the kids, if I was to have kids, I'd have to be married. Mm. I just want to make that... That's how I feel yeah. as well. No, but I don't want to have kids. And that's probably why I'm 35 and I don't have kids now. Because yeah, I'm be literally married. waiting on somebody... on to get married before I have kids. Yeah, I definitely have to be married. Yeah. I mean, like, when I was single, it definitely felt like this kind of thing of, like, okay, if I'm going to have kids and get married by the time I'm, like, 38, whatever, that means that I have to... I've met mm-hmm, them at this day. That's me! Do you know what I mean? I used to them tomorrow! <laughs> I'm like, schedule! You'll be like, if I want to have, if I want to have kids at 38, that means I've got to be married by, like, 35, which means we've got to, you know, meet each other in like five years time and then we have to be dating for a no, bit and I'm like oh that was yesterday <laughs> <laughs> that's me that's what that's why this year I'm like I'll date <laughs> let's hope I've already met my husband because I'm already 35 <laughs> he's out there mom got married within six months no she did I'm lying mom got engaged within six months start really yeah then she got married in two years that's mad but it was only, the only reason why they married the wedding was two years later was because it was abroad so mm, everyone time, time and planning to like, yeah afford to be able to go but yeah that was a good chat. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, I think one of the things we found out today is basically don't lower your standards. Mm, it doesn't matter never. when you get married, if you get married, you know, under what circumstances. Just do what's best for you at the end of the day. There's also no pressure to get married. Yeah, there's no pressure. And yeah, just keep living your best life, whatever that means for you. Keep it 100 with yourself always. And with your partner as well. Yeah. Mm. Make sure you have an open, honest communications. Don't be talking about names the day before your wedding. <laughs> I definitely think as well, if someone's culture is really different from you, these conversations need to be had really, really early. 100%. Because like, I know we're rounding off, but going back to your scenario with Josh, <laughs> had you not been accept, um, accepting of being like, okay, let's get married first, then move in, mm. you've wasted all this time. Mm. You'd have wasted all of this time. And I think, like, some people worry, like, having those open conversations takes the romance out of it. But I think that's true. No, it takes my time in it. So thanks so much for listening, guys. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get them from. On Twitter and Instagram, we are Dope Black Women 1. And on Facebook, we are just Dope Black Women. We'll be back with you next week. Until then, stay blessed and unapologetically black. Blackity black. All the way black. Black Black Blacktastic. Ayy. So the next wedding we'll be going to is Liv's, pretty much. That's what. That's what's up. So, you know, get ready to eat that jollof rice. (laughs) Yes, baby. I'm bringing my container. <laughs> 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 I'm so done.